Welcome to this week's episode of the Awakened Soul Podcast. This is episode 115. I'm your host, Hayes, um, a.k.a. CJ. And for any first-time listeners, you can go ahead and follow the podcast at Awakened Soul Pod or at The Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at CEO Hayes, that's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. On this week's episode of the podcast, we are joined by the ladies from the Not From Concentrate podcast. So that includes KG, Heidelberg, Shay, and Sasha. So they are uh, dope individuals. We actually get into a conversation about being a woman in the creative space. We talk about uh, how men can better support women. It's just a dope conversation, but I want to address some things before we get into that. So we have not had the end of mine Hayes segment for the last couple of weeks. It's coming back. It's just with the content that we've been covering. I really want to put the focus on that. Um, the, the shows have been really full of content without adding really segments on top of that. So I have not done it. I wanted to put the highlight on the on the topics that we've been covering. And I want to thank you guys for the support of the Redefining the Black Man episode. I will be joined by John from the John Effect podcast for uh, part two of that discussion, putting a new perspective on it. We're working out and finalizing the dates now, but that, as I announced before, it is going to be a trilogy. Um, we also are getting the final touches on part two of, uh, of deconstructing transphobia as well. So we are just, we're working over here at the awakened soul and at the breaks media, as we always have been got some exciting things to announce here in the upcoming weeks. Uh, we will be attending the international black film festival. Um, so look out for content coming from that as well. It's just, it's a really good time to be part of the Berks Media because the content's flowing. Um, and yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm really happy. Shout out to um, a few lo- a few screws loose as well. Uh, Dan has been doing his thing over there, which he's been doing for years. So that's not a surprise or shock at all to anyone who's really um, followed them, uh, Dan and Paul, and what they've been doing. So it's, it's just the team. I could go on and on. Uh, I know Dark Sugar also just released an episode um about colorism and hip-hop so check that out but the, the we're, we're following we're firing on all cylinders at the breaks media with content uh make you guys think deeper so uh I, it's, it's just a good time and i'm happy kind of to be uh the person who gets to really enjoy and support these amazing creatives that are a part of the network and the brand um enough of that enough waxing poetic um yeah so we do have not from concentrate joining us this week as i said and we get into a very dope discussion so without anything else being said we're gonna go ahead and get into the show i'll see you guys right after this the following is a breaks media podcast you are now listening to the best podcast in the world the awakened soul hosted by my dad another episode of the awakened soul and as you guys know each and every week i try to have a guest not all the time but this week i i i, I did it the utmost because i have a few guests this week we actually have um a collector from the not from concentrate podcast i'm gonna let hey. them introduce themselves kg uh i guess i'll go to you first because i've known you the longest um I've gotten on your nerves. You've gotten on mine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yes. it's really all love and uh 
since you started the Not From Concentrate, you guys started the Not From Concentrate podcast. I've been following. Um, me and KG are part of a few different groups. So enough of that. KG, I'll let you take it away. Intro you, your girls, whatever. What's going on? Yes, thank you very much. We're very welcome and blessed to be here. We're very excited. As he said, I am KG from the Not From Concentrate podcast. Um, but there's actually four of us. So it's me, um, my great longtime friends from college, Sasha, Brandy, and Shay, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, Sasha, you can go first. Hey, guys, it's Sasha Lee. I'm super excited to be here. This is going to be a great episode. Let's get it. Heidelberg. <laughs> hey, guys, this is Heidelberg. I look forward to speaking with you, Hayes, and don't let my attitude offend. <laughs> <laughs> Shay is here. Shay is here. Hey, everybody. It's Shay. <laughs> and yes, we are the Not From Concentrate podcast, giving you every week either a liter, gallon, or even an ounce. But whatever we do, we give it to you 100% real. And Amen. that's why I wanted you. So, like, I know uh, we talked in the groups, like, doing guest work on podcasts, and I kind of hit KG up. I was like, look, this is what I want y'all to do. Uh, no, I want y'all to uh, pop on if you guys are interested. And because the realness and i think like the thing in podcasting is a lot of people play into the roles that they think they're supposed to have especially initially a lot of a lot of people will play what they think a podcast is supposed to sound or act or look like and you guys don't do that and i respect the hell out of you guys for that let me let me say that from the top because you guys give it real and i appreciate that hey i thank like you, that thank, thank you, you. So. yes i'm hyped that was cute <laughs> that's what's up and so the, like the thing in my little spiel in podcasting has always been like um like the topics will get people in the door, but it's their connection to you that will keep them coming back and also like spread the word. And y'all realness is what is what will take y'all that far. And that's why I, I do fuck with the Not From Concentrate podcast. So uh, enough of that. Let's talk about how you guys got into it. So who first came up with the idea, the name? You, got, you guys are friends from college. So obviously you had that relationship already established. But like, how did you decide to actually get into podcasting? We like to refer to KG as the mastermind. Definitely KG. She's going to be all mine. It's like, oh, it wasn't me. It was definitely KG the OG. Right. Can I start KG? Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Sasha, go ahead. She definitely put, randomly put a post on Instagram like, who's trying to start a podcast? Mind you, I was having a rough, in that voice, I was having a rough dad work. So I went to the bar afterwards and I was like drinking my sorrows away. Like, yeah, let me get that. So I had the thug juice in me. Yes, so then I responded, <laughs> I responded back like, I'm trying to start a podcast. Mind you, that is so out of my element. Like, I would not do no shit like this. And she held me accountable. Like, literally, I think that happened in, like, January. We didn't record until, like, May. March. <laughs> yeah, maybe even May. No, 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 no. It was March. It was March. Oh, it was March. Because it was a, a it snow was day. Yeah, 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 yeah. we recorded, we literally recorded two episodes. So it started off just me and Kiss, um, Christina. We did two episodes, and um, we didn't like them. So <laughs> At all. I don't think we released our first episode until, like, don't let me lie, but, like, maybe six months later. Probably. Yeah, no, and then we did a, yeah, then we did a couple episodes and we we're like, Oh, this is fun. Like let's like see who in our group would like to do it. We have a group of girls from college and we're called the Dirty Girls. Shout out hey, to the Dirty, shout out to the dirty girls. girls. So we just gang 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 gang. We just gang, put it gang. in the chat. The chat that I'm never in, um, but I was the one to put it in the <laughs> chat. And these two lovely ladies was like, 
we'll do it. So that's how we started. Yeah, Did I miss anything? We're talkative. So, sounds, yeah, you know. it sounds about right. Everything yeah. seems accurate. Pretty accurate. Nope, it's spot on, spot on. Um, and they've been such a great addition. Like, and actually, and Sasha Lee is coming a long way too. Like she said before, she didn't want really to record, but now we've gotten into this groove where it's like we literally are like so synced on a podcast, and it's like we all. Well, for the most part, I'm the only one who's out of state. Everybody, all they live in New York, I live in New Jersey, but we're all separate, so we always remote record, so we can't really see people recording. We can't really, you know, they're not in the same area, but you would never know that because we're so sync mainly one because we've been friends for so long but we just flow so often on the podcast and it's like it it just really it really works it really meshes that's what's up and like and i i feel like um because like you guys know well i don't know if you know i know kg probably knows but like i own my own media company we have a podcast network and so like we have a, a all woman podcasting group too called the team podcast and it's it's the women in podcasts and especially the black women podcasts are really showing the fuck out in 2019 it's just been amazing to see because it's, it has been a male-dominated space and now like the women are coming in and and they're showing the hell out like really like pushing the envelope like i uh i was part of a afros and audio in, in new york back in june and like there was a whole panel discussion led by um by queen and jay from the from t with queen and jay and just they talked about the importance of diversity in podcasting and like they actually had like a graphic where they showed like all the women-led podcasts that have come up in like the last six months and it was really refreshing to see that you guys are represented that way so uh, yeah that's wait cool. we were on that graphic no, not you. No, I'm girl. saying no. Just, just like, women. Oh. Just, I'd be like, delete that part, girl. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, say she got super deep. But we will eat. I'm coming. That was great. Um, <laughs> no, the, I'm sorry. I had a slow moment. But um, also about the name. So when me and Sasha first started, we went back and forth with like a million names, like a thousand times over. But I always wanted to be called not from concentrate because when you think of not like concentration, you always think of fake stuff, that pulpy stuff, that low quality stuff. And we're not that. When you think of not from concentrate, you think fresh, you think, you know, vibrant, you think healthy, you think real. So that's why I decided to call it the not from concentrate yes, podcast. Crazy enough, when you wrong. think of us, it's 100% real. Crazy yes, enough, I don't think I've ever heard the story, and I've always wondered, like, why is it, why did you pick that name? How did you come, like, up with this name? Because, honestly, speak, calling something or trying to find a name for something that you hold so close is hard, and it takes a lot of thinking. And I, I always meant to ask you, this is the first time I think I heard how oh, you came snap. about it. Yeah. Oh, oh well, there oh, it so is. So you done been on this podcast. <laughs> how long? <laughs> And that's what you gonna ask. Nobody on this podcast is named Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do the judging. Oh, <laughs> man. That's How you be like, you ain't that KG name was Jesus for her middle name? <laughs> uh, duh, it's K Jesus G. <laughs> First of all, y'all gonna Jesus. say ancestors. That's what y'all gonna do. <laughs> All right, sorry, Hayes, because we be getting off to a thing. No, you good. You good. I'm I was sorry, seriously, we will go off if you no, let us. So you gotta rein us back. Yeah, you gotta bring us back. Good. I'd be like, be the man. That's <laughs> in. <laughs> Do your thing. So <laughs> so no, but I mean, it's it's good you told that story of the name because names are important. And like, like the name of my podcast, like it that that shit came up. People th- automatically think like woke, and it's not like has nothing to do with being woke. Like. 
the the awakened soul the title like awaken i feel like with the topics that i discuss it's all about opening up your mind so quote unquote awakening and then like soul the soul part comes from i feel like when you truly connect with someone it's like on a spiritual level you're, you're connecting with that person's soul so 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 the name the name the awakened soul means to enlighten your mind so like that's what it comes from i love that so. mm. It's like some Love Jones type shit. <laughs> I felt like I was I like just going to be easy real quick. <laughs> For real. I can get deep from time to time. I don't know if you guys listened to my last episode. <laughs> That's what he said. But, uh... <laughs> Annoying. Wrong podcast. Whoa. Nah, nah, you good. Um, <laughs> but... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You're wrong one. I'll say it for the other one. Oh, yeah. You guys are going to be on the other one, too, eventually. So. Hey, Lord, that's right. So, uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll just listen. KG, but we'll listen. That one... Right. That, <laughs> That one, that one got that one featuring. <laughs> that one has to be has to be video though, but we'll get into that. Oh, uh, let's get it. I'd be like, can I wear a G-string? <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> no, not me. So oh for any, any first time guests, we do an icebreaker, and I'm not gonna lie, to, to come up with an icebreaker for y'all, it literally took me longer than what it came up to get these topics together. Um, so the, I feel like this will get some conversation going. We'll probably argue too. So I wanted to know. What do you, in your opinion, is the most overrated and underrated hood classic of all time? Heidelberg, I'm coming to you on this one. Yeah, oh, I was just going to ask if I could go first because I'm here to ruffle feathers. Truth be told, um, y'all going to hate me. I feel like most of the movies that we categorize as hood movies are overrated. A lot of them don't have plot, but specifically one that truly grinds my gears that everybody loves is freaking boys in the goddamn hood. Oh, God. I know, I know, but y'all know how I am. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just, I can't, like... That's Bible. I don't know what you're talking... Like, I'm gonna need you to go take a couple minutes to yourself. Mm -mm. Seriously. And I knew, I knew that this would be the reaction, which is why I'm glad you asked me to go first, Cause they're gonna tear me a new one, and because we don't know each other like that, so <laughs> you better watch what you say. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like Boys in the Hood had a lack of plot and a lack of rhyme and reason. Um, I get a it. Lack of literally. Plot? Listen, literally, Boys in the Hood, um, boy works his behind off, meets a stereotype of being a dad as a teenager, gets into college, and then gets shot, and there you go. And yeah, it's real life. It, it's it's truly real life, but I just feel like there's so much missing from that. That's literally think, one think- dynamic of that movie. That's just Ricky's tale. Right. Yeah. And and honestly, for all of the information and all of the knowledge, the wealth of knowledge in that movie alone, like, I feel like you're tripping. You're all the way bugging. Yeah, yeah it's overrated. Okay. You're bugging. That's our opinion, though. Next. Overrated. <laughs> uh, bugging. So what do you think is underrated? Um, no, I was going gonna... <laughs> <laughs> no, was... to say underrated. I was going to say overrated. Coming to America. Shut your mouth. What? That oh, shit is a wag. What? I mean, I don't know if it categorized as a hood class. It's but a lot of, a hood it is, right? Everybody yeah. loves that movie. And I, I watch it. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, I don't, I don't see the... The well, big deal can about the movie. Can one of you come get Sasha and deliver her to your house? Because wow. first of all, first of all, y'all that shit was deserve- like, why didn't she get somebody from Africa? I'm just saying. First of all, y'all like, both that deserve- deserve- <laughs> Damn. Y'all both- Shut your okay. woke ass up. I'm just saying. Like these terrible ass accents. You like, wanted Michael Blackston? 
We, is that what you wanted we, to play? Not Michael Blackson is silly. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Like, bring somebody know. from Africa. Like, let's do something like she that. She said, Wizkid needs to be in the next <laughs> the sequel. I just didn't see the hype about the movie. Sorry. Whatever. It was hilarious, but number one. There's only really a reason. Wasn't. There's clearly what? a reason why you and Heidelberg are in the same place because I don't clearly. know what's going on over there. Clearly. All right, so what y'all got to say? So what y'all got? Y'all look at say Matilda. <laughs> Mat- <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hey, just so you know, Matilda is Sasha's hands down favorite movie in the entire world. Like, can't, like if you ask oh, her what her favorite man. movie is for the rest of her life, it will always be Matilda. Always, so the day I die. But that's how it looks like. She gang bang Matilda. Matilda, cuz. She was the thug. I'm just saying. She oh, was God. throwing bitches. Come on. The father was out here scamming. You right. Exactly. Right. Miss Trenchable, yeah. enough said. Oh, man. I don't know how to choke. Sheila, we're pissing a lot of people <laughs> off. But can you mean? KG, right, who Sheila? you got? Oh, uh, oh, she, oh, who, KG. who? You got one shot? Okay, so my overrated hood classic is Shatas. I know. You it's because you're American. It's because you're American. <laughs> it just didn't do it for me. I've seen it. I'm just like, no, hey, no. I'm glad. I'm glad we had this. We need to sign off because I don't know what is going on. This is out of control. It's because she's from Jersey. Get away. Now I'm saying I've watched it many a times and it just never. It's and because you don't understand fifty percent of what's being said. That could be it too, because I'm just like. Yeah, you be asking us like, uh, <laughs> what they said. I'm so. But confused. no, I'm like, I got more of the Shatters vibe. I get, I feel like Belly is better than Shatters. Oh Jesus. Yo, oh no, oh my. He said that's crazy. crazy. So that's my. All right, so overrated. clearly everybody's on drugs, and now I have to. I don't. So what you want, crack? Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, all right. First of all. I think one of the most underrated hood classics is The Best Man. Yeah, underrated. that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. That's a great, okay. All of okay. them. Well, both of them, because they're, they're good. Honestly, I like though, them. I prefer The Wood of The Best Man. Mm-hmm. I like I, the story better. I'll allow it. <laughs> you you have absolutely no space to speak on anything. So, I'll allow what's it. overrated, Sheila? So what's overrated, Shay? Overrated? Um, is the Wayne's Brothers one. What is it? Um... Don't be, a no, don't be a menace. Don't be a menace while drinking. I you hate. know what? I can give I you that. Everybody that hates movie. it though. Yeah. I don't think it's I mean, overrated. I don't think anybody likes it. Yeah, I don't think movie. nobody likes it. Yeah. I've like, come I don't think. I've never heard. This is the first time I heard somebody to agree with me and say that I hate it. Bruh, yeah, because so. it got stupid after a while. Like I we be did in it to parody. Like, yeah, I think I think I think once I stopped smoking weed, like that movie lost all its appeal to me. <laughs> oh, then <that laughs> maybe stop smoking I, weed. All of the hood movies just kind that's of. That's a lie. That's a lie. What about Soul Plane? <laughs> oh well, that shit was terrible. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's trash. That's, that's trash to us. Yeah. So how you know, was I that? Um, I ran into Godfrey. A few months ago, Godfrey is the one who had the, the terrible accent, and he played his name on the movie was um, Gaylord. Uh, <laughs> I ran into him a few uh, months ago on the train. His message wasn't working. I'm weak. <laughs> yeah, I said hi. I was like, oh, you're, God- you're Godfrey. And he was like, yeah. And he made a ride. Um, his Metro card really should have called him Gaylord. And he had to like hop the turnstile. Oh, to get no. <laughs> yeah, oh, my funny. goodness. Oh, he broke. <laughs> it was really funny. What about you, Hayes? Yes. Oh, do I have to answer this too? You yes, do. You oh. I <laughs> so the most overrated one for me is the Players Club. Like oh. the acting in that movie is okay. terrible so all the way around. On this yes. Everyone oh. in it is a. Te- it, 
every it's everyone's in its worst role, damn near. Like I've never seen Jamie Foxx that bad. <laughs> Ice Cube is, is like it, it's just like I try Hell to watch yeah. it. I watched it again Bernie recently. Mac, all of them. Exactly, and I'm just looking at it like literally. It feels like someone said, "You know what? We're gonna have a barbecue this weekend. We're gonna film a movie while we do it, so everyone just show up." Oh, shit. You wanna know something that's real funny? Sasha, you she right? I'm on crack. Thing. I like Players Club. <laughs> I like Players Club. Honestly, <laughs> I'm on crack. It has so many life lessons in it. Like. First off, a woman. First off, <laughs> don't sleep with your cousin's man. Shorty said, like, crazy. Do tell. What's the life lesson? Um, one, that you can, uh, you can overcome adversity if you just keep to it. Diana, you know, she was a stripper. And she My girl, have degree. a seat. Uh, Ebony learned that you can get that ass whipped easily because uh, Diana hit it with a cold two-piece. What else? Trixie and Rox learned that um, they can get beat up. A uh, dollar bill learned that you got better have people's money on time. Like it's, I can just go on and on. Like it's just a great film of life. Like, so Jamie Foxx got the girl. He was a nice guy. See, like it, it all works it's out. Just, it's just filled with values and morals. <laughs> Junior learned that you know, rape isn't cool because you'll go to jail. <laughs> all what life lessons. The, what was the girl Ebony? Which one? At the end, the the one the cousin that got beat mm-hmm. up, that was Ebony, right? Oh my mm-hmm. god, her lip, her swollen lip pissed me off. I hate the movie just that because of her be swollen real. lip at the end. I'd be real. All right, wait, 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 so wait, 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 I feel like it's. Mm. I feel like it's. It never goes. I feel like the people who enjoy that movie enjoy it, but you don't ever hear that one mentioned amongst like our our great. And that that tells a story. Like that tells. That's a great story. That, 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 it, I don't it, think it gets categorized as a hood movie. Yeah, I yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. But it, it should. Does. I mean, it does. It does. It and you know what else? It does. But at the same time, I don't think we think of that more as a cinema classic we don't like it's it was made for the hood straight you up wanna, but, but you so know many what people, white people like so many white people are so oh crooklyn it was such a classic i don't know anyone like, who's become who's a cinematic a cinematic um hey uh, where are you from i am not from anywhere i'm a military but i grew up all over the place so okay beautiful but where's that accent from because that's definitely I, a, a Philly, Jersey, not, South Jersey, Delaware like, situation. I'm not. I don't. Girl, I don't. If you, you hear me, per, like my my <laughs> accent is an amalgamation. Every, I've never lived on the amalgamation. East Coast. Okay, like, really? I, I've never. I've lived. I lived in Italy. I lived in Germany. I lived uh, in the Midwest, and I lived in Tennessee. I've never lived on the East Coast. You're fire for one. For so. two, Crooklyn is like you say that a lot of people don't mention it. If you come to New York, <laughs> but see, but that's because it's it's representative it's of Brooklyn, that city. Right. Yeah. So like I I, right. I think, and that's the thing is like a lot of our classics are like regional, but as far as like widespread across the country, like the, it's a Spike Lee film, and I don't it it, it barely it's a Spike gets Lee joint. Yeah, and it barely I'm ever bad. gets gets mentioned amongst even his movies much less like hood classics so i don't yeah, agree yeah, with that i don't agree with that either crooklyn is up there when you think of I, I agree yeah. that it's up there i just don't ever hear like i had a we did a whole review on like spike lee's um uh filmography at one point and the person who was doing it with me was from New York. He, matter of fact, he grew up in Staten Island, and he he didn't That's even why. mention. New York. He why. didn't. Well, I, see, I don't. I'm not from. But he didn't. <laughs> he, he didn't even. He didn't even mention Crooklyn. Then when I threw it up, he was like, "You know what? I I, for, I forgot all about that movie. How do you forget about Crooklyn? Like because so. he's not from New York. It he's wasn't from Staten Island. <laughs> 
Yeah. I would say my top three Spike Lee joints, honestly, would be Crooklyn, Do the Right Thing, and... Hmm, I can't think. Actually, no, Crooklyn do the right thing in school days. Ooh, I think would be my top three. Yeah. That question. I think, that's my I think top those three. are. I think those are like. I think everybody can agree to that. I feel because <laughs> those are the most spoken of. Oh my God! Do y'all hear those crickets on this side of the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> but all right, those are good. Those are good joints. Yeah, I think they're are, all good. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't be able to sit down and have a conversation about what are the top three Spike Lee joints in my world. I don't think I'd be able to come to a conclusion. Mm. I can. She's got to have it. Look, look, look. Yeah. She's got to have it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not you know talk about my life. Um, <laughs> let's get into the topics for today. Y'all guys, you guys ready? You ladies ready? Yes. I'm sorry, you yes. ladies ready? All right. Yeah. Having four strong-willed ass women on this podcast this week, I wanted to discuss. I wanted to discuss like the respect that women get in in creative spaces. And one of the first questions that I kind of put on this list was, like, well, I think I feel like women are accepted when they want to talk about sex, when they want to be jokeful, when they want to talk about gossip. But do women get enough respect by talking about serious topics, like things that affect our culture, socialism, like? Do you guys feel that generally women are given that same respect as when a man talks about that type of those type Is of topics? Is this a trick question, Hayes? No, no. I, absolutely not. I can. I'll start this one off because I had this conversation yesterday. So I feel like you see how we as women can sympathize with men who are black men who have to deal with the police. Mm-hmm. We sympathize with you guys because honestly, we don't know what that feels like. We have our own experience, our own story, but we don't know what it feels like to be a black man dealing with police harassment and anything upward of that, right? So as women, we feel like, or I feel like, and I think my girls are going to back me up on this when I say men speak on topics having to do with women and have no idea what that experience is mm. like. Mm. So they will never come on now. They Preach. will never be able to take us serious because they don't know our struggles. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't know what we have to deal with on a day to day. I can go on for days about what just one day looks like for any of us. And you guys would be like mind blown. Hashtag my body, my choice. Hashtag keep your laws off my bad, my body. Right. Like who the hell is anybody? You Hayes, you can never tell. You can, you can secondhandedly tell what an experience of a pregnant woman is like, but you can never tell what it is firsthand because you cannot get pregnant. You're not a woman. You've never been pregnant. There's no way in hell that it can happen. Yet, the same way we can't tell you what it is to be a father. Of course. Yet, every man in the world and in the world of power feels like they have a say in a female's body. So, if you think, or if in our reality is that you can't even make your own decisions on your own body for your own experience that nobody can relate to outside of a female. You think that they're going to listen to the words that come out of our mouths? They're trying to control what comes out of our bodies. And I was going to say the other word, but I'm trying to keep clean. <laughs> you <laughs> no, get me? So no, I, I feel that 100%. Absolutely, I absolutely feel like we don't aren't taken seriously unless we're being sexualized. Um, 
I feel and even like then we aren't taken seriously because apparently all we rap about is stripping, and we're now we're too sexed, right? Even then, we're not. It's not even that we're not taken seriously. We are just not. Our, we have. There's no value. There's no worth in what we have to say. Period. Because we're women. And so. I honestly think men. They. A lot of men try to be like you know. I understand. And I don't. And I don't think. <clears throat> I think you're not trying to be um, patronizing us, but you are. Only for the fact that you can understand from a man's perspective but you just you literally don't understand from a woman's perspective like for men like yeah of course men should keep their hands to themselves and men shouldn't do this men shouldn't do that but yet you'll sit there and let your homeboy tell you a story about the him doing that and you won't check him but yet you mm-hmm. unsympathize with women you know what i'm saying so i think i understand that you from a you you have intellect you can understand what we're saying but you guys, like Shayla was saying, you don't sympathize or you don't empathize with us enough to actually make a change happen to what you know that we're going through. Right. Now, when um, you go ahead, Any, anyone else before I go? No, go ahead. Okay. So, I, in 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 my last episode, a story was told, and I think that it kind of it, it not, of course, not as far as like with the men trying to tell you what you can do with your bodies, but um, Jay, who was on my podcast, told a story about how. A woman came into his job, getting ready for vacation. Um, and she had her hair braided, and immediately um, she had a, a protective style because she was going on vacation. She was going swimming, and a white woman immediately put her hands in her hair and said, mm. "I have never seen hair like this," and, ru- and rubbed her hand through her ha- through her mm-hmm. um, through her hair. Mm-mm. And Jay was like, he approached the woman and said, "You know, I could never understand what that is. I'm sorry that that happened to you. Are you okay?" And the woman was like, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm about to get out of here. And I think that that's like, that's a perfect, like, yeah, I have a beard. People try to touch my beard, but I would never know what it's like for someone to just feel like, oh, I'm going to rub my ha- my hands through your fucking hair. And to take that and magnify it by saying what you can and can't do with your body, I know that I can never understand. And even on my episode where I talked about those laws coming down with abortion, I, I made sure that I said, I'm a straight man here talking about women giving birth. I can only say so much about it. And I think so many people feel like standing up means you have to act like, well, no, they, they shouldn't do it. It's, it's okay to say, Hey, I could never understand where you're coming from. And I think we need, that's where the conversation happened. And then that's when we need to give it to you guys to explain to us and to the world why you guys feel the way you do. Um, and, I, I, like you said, I, I feel like it happens both ways. People try to tell you what you can't do with your body, and then people try to tell you, oh, how you should feel about about the laws that came down. It's like, how about we give them the platform and the space, or give them the time and make sure that they can get in the doors that they need to get into whatever we can do to have our our privilege because we do have privilege also as black men, not as much as white men, of course. But I don't feel like we use it enough to try to put our women in positions to where they can make a difference. So continue. Come on, Hayes. Come on now. And it's like, as black men, y'all can understand because we're black, number one. Like, the same, it's like what we as women are trying to explain to men is what we try to explain to white people as black people. Like, it's the same type of um, understanding. That's why I'm like, especially black men, like you were saying, you guys get it to the best degree, I can say, because of the fact that you on some level can experience it, maybe not as men to women, but as black people to people who aren't black. So that's why I feel like your description was amazing. I love, like, being an ally is what we require, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what you are. So, big ups to you. Buh-buh. 
Right. It's more important to be an ally than to try and be a voice for us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We have our own voices. Mm-hmm. That we've all heard that the same. It was beautiful. beautiful. I feel like we've all heard the saying that the most disrespected woman is the black woman. The, the most disrespected person is the black woman. So Thanks. I feel like we all we need is people. We need allies and we need people to support us mm-hmm. and just see us you know what i'm saying like right. if they see a situation where we might be uncomfortable like your friend who will step in that's what we need we, mo- we right. need more situations and people like that who will step out of their comfort zone and like look out for us because if we're not looking out for each other who's gonna look out for us mm-hmm. you know right definitely that's it's true. like i don't Facts. want you to take my story and go tell it so i can be heard no i want you to push me forward push me to the front so they can hear me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah, and I mean, and you say push you to the front, and like, I look at it as this: like sometimes we need to shit, sit you guys on our shoulders so you can stand above the crowd and, and give your message. Like, and and we we get so caught up nowadays. Like, I I don't know how often you guys see it, but I get sick and tired of seeing the people measure pain. Like men men have it worse, women have it worse. Oh no, women, oh, baby. like why oh, why we live this. why oh, why, yeah. why are we sitting here measuring pain when what we can do is we can help each other understand the pain that the other one goes through and then try to put our put each other in positions to where where we can succeed as a race as a culture and we're we're getting so caught and that's what they want us to do they want us to sit there and fight each other and then we, we while they're while we're sitting here arguing with each other over who has it worse they're sitting there making plans this is going to make it worse for us overall and we're sitting here mm-hmm. arguing amongst each other and it's silly okay right like everybody um what i what really used to piss me off were the discussions about black lives matter and oh look at all these black men being killed and it's like wait a second there's a bunch of black women being killed as well and they're not hashtags they're not being presented and it's like everybody tried to give the narrative of oh they're killing our black men this and the other and it's like how quickly do we forget about the black woman you know like our stories aren't being told and it's not to say that we aren't going through the same things because a lot of like like kg mentioned a lot of what we go through is mirrored through our blackness but it's like so often we get forgotten it's sad yeah it's very sad and as someone who i have two daughters like it it what you guys have to go like it's it's wrong what we're all going through but what women have to go through and on top of like what men go through you guys also have to worry about being raped you have to worry about being assaulted. You have to worry about not being heard. Like, and and I just, I it sucks having to raise kids in this generation. But I tell you what, my daughters are going to be little militia people because they're ready to fight. Okay. But uh, okay. So um, but yeah, yeah. So I definitely wanted to talk about that topic. Um, anything left on that one before we move on to the next one? I'll make sure you guys have enough time to to speak your mind. Oh, don't worry about us. We'll get our thoughts in no matter what. All right. So the next one was like, have you ever felt the pressure to kind of water down your message to use comedy or sex to make sure that you can get a get so not 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 necessarily completely step away from the message you're trying to get across but you have you ever felt that you had to kind of add in comedy or anything else so that you can make sure that you get an opportunity to speak it if that makes sense I am a 25 year old black woman with bright red hair working in finance a what you're a what 29 year old you said you said five. Five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the age I want to be. <laughs> but anywho, I'm a 29 year old black woman with fire red hair working among 45 year old white men 
in finance. I'm an investment banker, and I'm always taken for granted. Oh, me too. Always. We're in the same career, but go ahead. Yeah, I work, I've worked in finance for the past five years. I got. I was blessed to kind of walk right into a finance position immediately after school. And from the moment I walked into my position, I've been taken for granted, and I've had to laugh and chuckle and smile and nod um, just to feel a part of the team. And it's like, I don't know if it's my blackness. I don't know if it's because I'm a woman. I don't know if it's because I'm a millennial. But often I feel like the outsider. And it's like, you have to, people say fake it to make it. And I don't really believe in that anymore. I'm at a point where I, um, truthfully, I don't care. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm where you are by doing Ooh. me. So it's like, talk it just is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. I am where I am with a music degree, not with a degree in finance, not with a degree in accounting. I, I'm your equal. I'm your pair. And there's no reason why at this point I just have to smile and nod and speak politely and um, hold on. <clears throat> there's no reason why I have to speak in whisper tones for you to understand where it is that I'm coming from. Damn. Okay. Um. That just drilled that whole point home, and it, it, and I guess that has to does that has to hey, be exhausting. Some type of way now. No, I'm not. You tingling over there, boy. <laughs> nah, it's it's just no because it's because it, it's true, and like I've I've saw, I've seen my mom have to deal with it, um, her whole career, like that that whole code switching or have to like water down your personality or yourself to make people like I have this saying too, like you should never have to you should never have to dim your light to make other motherfuckers mm. feel like they're shining. Okay. And that's what our okay, women have yeah. had to do for us at times, definitely for mm-hmm. other for other uh, other people and other races, and it's bullshit. But can I be honest, Hayes? You say for us, it's different when we do it for our black men. It's it's less of a burden, truthfully. Why do you say that? Uh, well, the reason why I say that is because the black man is our family. You're our equal. We are supposed to cover you the way that you guys cover us. Right. Granted, I, it doesn't necessarily happen the way that it's supposed to usually. Um, but when it comes to the black man, or at least in my opinion, when it comes to the black man, you're my equal. And I'm going to do for you what I expect you to do for me. So covering for you isn't a burden for me. It's covering for myself. It's it's one and the same. All right. That's that's powerful. I uh, like it. Yeah, I, like I, it I love it. Who wants to answer the question next? Well, I mean, what does it say after that? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> for real, um, in in my profession, I uh, I were, I'm a creative, like you said, like you. You know, I, I do photography, videography, podcasting. So I'm more so judged on talent versus just me being a woman, because in the space of art, I don't feel like there's that um, those boundaries. Because whether I'm a woman or a man or whether anybody's a woman or a man or anything of that, that nature, the art speaks for itself. Now, I'm not, even even the money that I do that, that pays the bills uh, uh, and uh, customer relations, um, I, it's not a, a whether uh, because I'm a woman, I don't. As a matter of fact, where I work specifically, there are a lot of people of color in upper management. In my building specifically, there are a lot of people of color, a lot of women in charge, a lot of, uh, I can't think of honestly maybe two people who are white that have any power position in my building specifically. Yeah. Everybody else is somebody of color, a woman of color, you know, so from Don't coming get me from where started I work on and, women of color and, and where I work, they really stress diversity. Like they're really, 
they really stress diversity. They really stress, you know, equality. So, and other jobs I've had, I've, I can clearly see, you know, my whole life I've either been, until I got to high, um, college, the only black girl in a room or the only black person in a room because I went to school with majority white people. So I definitely know what it feels like to feel like you have to put on for your entire race and or put on for just being a woman, period, in a space. But as I've gotten older and dealing with, you know, music and things of the creative space, I feel like it's a lot easier because people aren't judging me for being me. They're judging me for my talent, which speak for themselves. I don't know, KG. I kind of... I don't That's know my experience. If I, I don't know if I agree with you 100%. Because, well, well, hey, it's just to fill you in. KG and I, were both, we were both music majors at Delaware State. So our, um, I feel like our paths were different in school and even more so now out of school. KG is still very much in touch with what it is that she wants to do. Whereas, like I mentioned, I like completely dived into finance. And on my end, like... As far as art goes, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the men, I, I'm speaking solely on, like, the people we went to school with. Let's, let's, let's start there. The people we went to school with, there's a lot of guys who are really not that talented that are out here putting out music and everybody's eating it up. And there's mm. a lot of women that are extremely talented that aren't getting eaten up because they might not be as popular or it's not the cool thing to promote them. So whereas KG is dope, she does it all. Mm -hmm. That's my girl, so I'm always going to toot her horn. But deeper than her being my girl, KG is wild talented. So I feel like she's worked really hard to show that. Like, she's fought for it. But in a world where just letting talent speak for itself, I don't think that women are getting the notice that they need to. Because truth be told, KG, when it comes to you, it was it's more than talent. It's your fight. It's the work that you've put in to contribute to your brand. It's mm. not just talent. Hmm. I can see that. Mm. Yeah, that's... That was deep. Yeah. That was deep. And she like, oh, just shit. took a bow, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to know. She's see, this is, this is why I wanted video. I need you to see that bow. Um, that is crazy. <laughs> anyone else? No. Shay, I know we lost you for a minute. You kind of caught up. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see when you came back in, so I didn't know like what, what you got there. Well, let me let me um listen. Let me fill her in. Let me guide Shay into this conversation because this is definitely a conversation for Shay. Oh yeah, so Shay she is a business owner and a paralegal uh, for the government and the state. Shay, so how is it being one of the few women of color in your department? You know what's crazy? Surprisingly enough, when I first started working in the city, um, I was surprised to see the amount of our people. But what I wasn't surprised was that we're all in support staff um, positions. So all the big wigs are definitely white, but I've seen a shift. So now... I started about two and a half years ago, and when I first started, um, you know, it was just getting out of everybody's white, and, you know, there's no people of color up top to even make a difference, and I think maybe, like, four months into my, into me being there, um, one of the top dogs had retired, and the next person to come in was a black man. Mm -hmm. Once he came in, right, it was like, 
it was a shift completely because then now you see that the deputy chief of the Bronx, black woman, they just appointed the deputy chief of Queens, black woman. Um, the deputy chief in my department in, in, in Manhattan is white. For the most part, like we're the headquarters. So everybody does anybody is in my building and most of them are white. But I can't say, like my own, my immediate supervisor is a Jamaican woman. So I can't even sit here and say, in my particular unit, there are no white people. Again, we're support staff though. So there's no surprise to that. But most of the attorneys and most of the like the, the chief, I guess, positions, they're all white for the most part, unless you, you went up the ladder and you took your time to get there and somebody finally looked at your work and acknowledged the fact that you were worthy and then you get appointed to become a promoted or you apply for it and become whatever position it is that you're seeking to get. But you still feel it. You still feel the fact that the entitlement, like I have beef with this attorney, right? And she's a, she's a Jewish lady. She's not. She's not in my department. But she, like, I'm, I'm, I, I don't like her. I didn't like how she, how she, like, how she was moving with me. And it was, I, it was something as petty as being at the copy machine. And it was it's something as simple as just saying, "Hey, are you done?" Or listen, I have. Do you have a big job? If you don't, do you mind me? I just have a small, like, one paper thing. This lady, I'm standing directly in front of this copy machine, the Xerox machine, and she just put her paper in to feed it, to do whatever it is that she needed to do. She didn't say, excuse me. She didn't ask me if I was done. She didn't even say, hey, yo, bitch, move. Like, none of that. She just, <laughs> she just, whoop. So there was another another paralegal standing next to me, um, and we were talking, right? And she, I guess the attorney had went around somewhere, but she she was in ears, like, ears distance. Like, she could hear me. And I wanted her to hear me. And I said, you know what's crazy? If you would have just said, excuse me, I would have had no problem letting you go ahead and jump me because I know I had a big job. But the fact that you were rude and have no manners, <laughs> like, you have, who raised you? Where were you raised? On a farm? Like, I'm, I'm confused. You couldn't, you couldn't say, excuse me, nothing. And then, like, I guess she had to come back around. And when she came back around, she had to use the copy machine again. And after I said what I said, nice and loud, she was like, um, excuse me, do you mind if I... And I said, absolutely, you can, please. And I moved out of the way, and I let her use the machine. Well, this was maybe about eight months ago. And ever since then, my, my mission is to be all the way nice to her just to make her cringe because she hates the idea of me now. So every morning when I see her, good morning, she ignores me. She doesn't even look my way. It's like mm. she lives up. And it's because you're mad because I'm not allowing you to treat me the way you think you can treat me. Tell her shalom. Mm. I bet you'll say, she'll say hi to that. <laughs> you're so petty. You want me to print you out the words to Haktiva? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we're not even going to do that. We're going to go as simple as good morning. Up. Please, you please. Do you need me to press the button for the elevator? You going up or down? Like, I, and you know, y'all know I'm with, I'm with all the smoke. Like, all day, I, I, every goddamn day. I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told the lady that was there, the paralegal that was there, I'm like, listen, you, you know me. You know I'm one of the nicest people. I'm, I'm very, very nice. Until oh, you're nice at work? I am. I'm very gracious <laughs> at work. I am so PC at work. You have no idea. But so that ties in with what Hayes was asking. Do you feel like you have to water yourself down for the I sake don't think of your so, environment? Because I'm just as nice 
Just because I, I wouldn't say I'm watering it down at work because I'm nice to you guys. <laughs> like I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not changing. She and, what she meant to say was she's nice to Sasha. <laughs> yeah. Brandy nice occasionally. To all of y'all. Am I real? Am I really? Yes. Four times but, out of the year. That, that is BS. Listen, her birthday, no. her Delta birthday. No, no, I, honestly speaking. <laughs> An Easter. Yeah, <laughs> Sheila, Sheila like that. Sheila is, listen, Sheila, I'm here with you. No, I'm, I spilled my wine. Good for your wife. And, you know, like, I have manners. I know what it is to say good morning. I will say good night to you. I'm gracious. I will kindly let you do. If you ask me nicely, if you handle me the right way, we have no problem. Hey. As, soon, as soon as you, you do that, that fuck shit, that's when something good. That's when now you're going to see bed Brooklyn come out because now you're playing yourself. Oh, boy. For real, oh, though. Boy. Well, damn. No, that was rude as hell. Like, to this day, people are like, oh, my God, Lori does not like you. And I don't give a goddamn. She should have said excuse me. Trust and believe. Well, Lori, if you listen to this, it's you than you do of her. It's for life if you listen to this, Lori. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. yeah. Mm. Did, did everyone get a chance to answer the question? No, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't feel like I have to water myself down at work or use comedy or anything like that. But what I do catch myself doing is like sometimes being silent when I should speak up only because I, I need to contain myself mm. for a second. Mm. <laughs> but, and so I that agree. I can say the right things and not put myself in a situation that you know, it's uncomfortable for everyone. So I do silence myself for a, a few minutes, think about what I'm going to say before I proceed. But I definitely don't feel like I have to water down what I have to say. I work in um, an elementary school, a very large network, and it's very diverse, um, very young staff, I would say. Um, and everyone, everyone is pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Everyone can talk to each other openly and honestly, but like if things feel a little weird, then you can speak your mind, you know, but you got to do it in a way where it's like fitting for everyone, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I, I, I can agree with that. I feel like I bite my tongue a lot, but water myself down, no. Yeah. I like that statement. I, I, I agree. Like yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, you allow right. it. Thanks, KG. The <laughs> next question you? I have. Oh, you know what? You're not going to answer? Who? But he's not a woman. Yeah, I can't answer. Oh, but still, I mean, he is a black man well, in the workplace. However, congratulations. Yes. Heard somebody just quit their job. Yeah, I'm hey. emancipated. So I, uh, <laughs> right. Um, but I, I think it's a little different for me. So, like, I've been in management since I was 19 years old. Oh, and so okay. because because of that, I um, I don't, I don't, I, like. I've been lucky lucky enough to every job that I've been in that, that they've wanted me for being me. So like I get to show up and be my asshole self and like I it's it's weird because you you know how like on comedy movies or whatever, like somebody will go off on the boss and then like the boss would be like, I love it, I'm promoting you. Like that literally happened. Like that's literally my story. Um I got pissed off one day at work. I was I was nineteen years old. The way the shit went, I just I, I got frustrated one day at work. And I went in to vent to my manager, and he said something. I went clean the fuck off on him. I was like, I know I'm going to get fired. How, how the hell am I going to go home and be like I'm unemployed? And he was like, he was like, I'll see you tomorrow. I came in the next day. He was like, we got a supervisor position open. I love, like, the passion you showed me. And he promoted me. Wow. And I've been in management since then. So, like, um. Look at God. My, um, <laughs> Look at God. For real. That, that's something I would say right there that we probably wouldn't be able to get away with. Oh, we'd be the angry black. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, angry black absolutely. woman. 
But you know what? The fact that you did get away with that, kudos to you. Exactly. That's a thousand points for the quota. <laughs> I, I think City Boys up ten thousand. Yes, because listen, listen. I mean, I don't know. What do you what do you consider yourself going off? Like I, I wanna know Okay, so I'm I'm calm. Damage. I'm calm and level headed now. Like this 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 version of me, it took four children uh, uh and just the 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 patience of a saint to get to the point where I am now. But like when I say go off, I mean like knocking shit off the desk, um, calling people motherfuckers, fingers in faces, like it was bad. You got a promotion? Yeah. Oh, you mean nigga shit? Nah, that's mm. nigga shit. Oh yeah, no, it's because you were a man. You got a promotion? Yeah. <laughs> people shut up. Like, we, listen, when we use our fingers listen, to tell a story. Nah, we don't want Tyrone to come in here and cause us some issues. So we're just gonna give him a dollar. No way. I thought it was because they like just said they didn't want you to pop off for real. Yeah, I guess that's what it was. First he knows where we live. with your address. Your manager, he knows all of our addresses. <laughs> your, your manager wanted absolutely no smoke. Okay? No, no. I, 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 even, I even think I said. I even think I said too. I was like, I was like, see, see, you got me fucked up. And oh, what? <laughs> so, wow! I'd have been like, where are the bullets? Oh, First of all, First of, I would have been at you got, and they would have been like, you know what? I'm glad um, that we had this conversation. You can Security. pack your thing. You can pack your thing. You can your car. Hey, but, <laughs> they had a fresh do rag for you the next day. All right, so uh, the next the next question on here. This is this I I, I want to do this one a little bit differently. So I feel like um, often when a question like this is asked, a man will start talking and and it'll it'll lose the message. So my next question is, well, I put it on here. Do black men do enough to support black women? We all know that's no. So I'm going to change the question well, to. We, we were just already wait, touching on it. I mean, I'm really yeah, exactly. Sorry. So I'm, we're we're gonna I'm gonna ask you instead. How can black men better support black women each of you i'm going to give like two or three minutes while you guys are talking i'm going to be absolutely silent i'm going to write stuff down i'm not going to say a goddamn thing i want you guys to really get your stuff off on this one so whoever wants to go first take it away and then just follow each other one after that i'm just truly going to listen i'm going to write this down and then we're going to move on. Because I just really I wanna, want to... I wanna wait, no, no, no. Wait, wait, Shay, first. I need to first. start this. I was about to say, all of us are saying Shay. <laughs> oh, my God. KG, you want to go, go, go first? I want to go first. I'm really simple. Think. Okay, so what I can say black men can do better to support black women is just to acknowledge how we feel, and that's that. Don't say you understand. Don't say, you know, I get it. Acknowledge that we feel this way. Acknowledge that... 
every day we go through things that yes you go through things too but i guarantee you sometimes it's a lot worse acknowledge that we're upset acknowledge that we feel sad acknowledge that we can't always be perfect for you acknowledge that sometimes you know life gets to us and we can't always just be this strong person just let us know that you you get it that you hear us that you see us that you under that you are involved in knowing that process that's all I, that's all i require so that's what i would say just acknowledgement because you us knowing that you know goes a whole long way we don't feel as burdened to just keep it all in we can we can vent to you and know that you care enough to understand mm-hmm. so I, good okay. answer good answer good answer okay. so what i would say is starting the home Starting the home for several reasons. I feel like the biggest support that we look for is in the home, like with our with our fathers, um, mm. with our brothers, with our uncles. And then as we get older, with our boyfriends and our husbands, because I think that once you learn to support the black woman in your home, you'll be able to go outside and show and reflect that for everyone else. Like, there's no way that as a man, you feel that protecting and honoring and supporting a woman is by degrading a woman and by not respecting a woman and by not being honest to a woman and and, and, and simply not noticing a woman. Like KG said, not even acknowledging our truth to be our truth, you know, and minimalizing it and making it this small little thing only because you can't relate or you, you, you don't know what that means. Um, the same way you love your mother and protect your mother and ride for your mother, you need to do that for everybody else because at some point, you know, they're going to be the mother of your child. And, 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 and we are what keep the race and the culture going. We create life. So when it comes to stuff like that, I feel like once you can respect a woman and, and honor a woman and actually like admire a woman, you'll be able to support a woman because it'll just come naturally. That's my take on that. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I love so, this laughing in the back. <laughs> so my take is she brought the mic closer, guys. Yeah, because this is this is important. <laughs> You're real. And this is this is as a woman raising a black man. Let's go. Yes. Okay. About it. Go ahead. My, my son's only two, but still. <laughs> no, nah, that's two strong um, years. You're right. About? He gonna be three next month. Yeah. Anywho, it is not a competition, and at no point should we ever be at a competition. It's not a competition in the workplace. It's not a competition as head of, of head of household. It's not a competition in the relationship. It's not a competition in the news. It's not a competition. I am your teammate. Mm. And if you're trying to outplay me or if I'm trying to outplay you, how is the team winning? Right. You played yourself. Precisely. But equally, we can play ourselves as well if we try to outplay them. It's a team, not a competition. I'm your partner. The head of household is not for one person because one person can't do it alone. I can't speak for you and you can't speak for me. But what does it look like if I'm speaking louder than you or you're speaking louder than me? Mm-hmm. It is not a competition. Acknowledge my hurt like I acknowledge yours, as KG said. We are not in competition. The world is already competing with us. I can't compete with you and I won't compete with you. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Like, build me up while I build you up. Do not 
try and make yourself seen over me in the same way that we shouldn't try and make ourselves seen over you. It is not a competition. When you lose, I lose. When you win, I win. Mm -hmm. But if you're not doing it for us and you're doing it for yourself and yourself alone, then the team does not win. Good answer. I love that. Good answer, good answer, good answer. And you know, really quickly, (laughs) before we get to Sasha, it's funny that you said the world is in competition with us. My favorite line, if I'm having an argument with boyfriend, is listen, don't beat me up. I have to go outside and get beat up by the world all day like you do. Let's love each other when we come in here because we have enough of that going on. So I loved everything you said, Brandy. That was perfect. Sure was. Thank you. Delicious. Thank you very much. <laughs> Last but not least, Sasha Lee, bring it <laughs> okay. on home. Bring it on home. She just introduced herself. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say um, the way black men could support black women is to just basically respect our position. Like, mm. I feel like in order to know where you're going, you have to know where you came from. And 99%, you came from a black woman. You know what I mean? So just respect where you came from. Respect our position, who we are in this world. We matter. And I just also don't want you black men to compare us to anyone. Like, don't compare us to mm-hmm. any other woman. Don't mm-hmm. even compare us to other black women, mm-hmm. i.e. light skin versus dark skin. Like, don't do that. You know what I mean? Because that mm-hmm. tears us apart. And I just feel like you should just, black men should just, like, protect us and just, again, just make sure that you listen to us and that we're seen and heard, you know, by you. Because, honestly, we respect black men. We worship you. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. we love black men, but sometimes they shit on us for, like, what? And they shit on us in so many different ways, and we still ride for them like dickheads. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I don't know if Mm -hmm. we supposed to curse on this podcast, but my bad. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? We be, like, even, like, within the music. You know what I'm saying? Like, black men degrade black black women every single day, and we be the main ones, like, what? Popping it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not okay, because they're talking about about us you know what i'm saying everybody else listening to the music is thinking about us Mm -hmm. and it puts us in a position where it's just like your your men don't even respect you or love you but you riding for them you know what i'm saying so i just want black men to do better on some real shit, niggas. Right. Set the standard. Set the standard. i've always been raised well not i've been raised but i've always appreciated the three p's for men protect Provide, provide and put pursue. it down. Oh, yes. Well, pursue is a better way of saying put it down. Pursue <laughs> excited. as in always, always chase me. Let's always go. lust after me. Always okay. love me. Always want me. Treat yes. me like you never had me. Pursue. Right. Provide. It's more than just a financial. Provide a stable emotional environment for me. Spiritual. Provide a spiritual environment for me. Provide a, an environment where I can dwell and I can grow mm-hmm. and protect me because the world is already after me. Mm. Protect, you still that line from Provide, Shay. pursue. It's true though. It's true it's though. No, for real, it is. We, we all feel it. You know that what was mean? good. Y'all sucks. got some good ass answers. Okay. Okay, <laughs> get mommy. Answer, get okay. <laughs> You get that haze, you write that all down. <laughs> you write that. I got it. I got it. It's okay for me to speak now. I just want to make sure. Yes, yes of course. All right. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it all. I got and I I will snap a picture of it and I will send it to you so you know that I actually yes. wrote this down. So um and I'm at, at <laughs> but no, seriously, and I, I wanna thank you women for that. I wanna thank you that the fact that you 
got that message across without also bashing black men. Oh, we love black men. I and so, there's black no men. reason to. No, no, and and that's something that I've got that I've gathered from you guys over the course of this yes. conversation. But a lot of people. Can I just add? Go okay. ahead. No, I was just gonna add. Um, black men, they're raising black children you know what i mean they have black daughters so it's just like be the person that you want your daughter to look Ooh, up to that point. you want your son to look look up to like be that that role model for them <laughs> go ahead sir i'm sorry no just wanted good. to put that out there no, you're good you're good and I appreciate you, you ladies, for sharing that message. Thank you. Hopefully, we had some. Hopefully, we helped some people get a breakthrough by listening to that. Some people are hard headed; they may have to come back and listen to it a couple of times before it really sinks in. But it's there now for them to get it. And I want to thank. Look, you stream this as much as you have to. You'll get it eventually. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, one last question that we have before our break um, is: Who are the modern day activists or creatives? Uh, that are women, that are black women, that you guys look up to. Oh, that's a. I can be. I can go on for days. Um, I okay. love. Um, absolutely. Love I Angela can start. I can start. So I, I am love. absolutely positively proud. You said of modern the day black women. Whoa, whoa. Hello. What? What's wrong? No, because Shay was uh, talking, and I didn't know she heard you, Brandy. My bad. Go ahead. I can't I hear Shay. Anything. Shay's logged in because my, my system says Shay left. Really? Shay's logged in yeah. for me. Can you yeah. hear her, Hayes? Yeah, I can hear her. I yeah, can't can hear, hear her. I can't hear Brandy. We can't hear her. She said she can't hear us. Mm. Try logging out and logging back in, Shay. All right. Technical difficulties. Yeah, Hayes, we're definitely going to have to try the system that you use. <laughs> <laughs> This is such a good episode, guys. It is. But no, Hazen, you was creeping on your page, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like it. creeping. I, I feel like your cheeks are going like, like yeah. ear to ear. That's how hard you're smiling right now. Oh, jeez. How you be like? Where you met this gentleman at, KG? <laughs> on group me. Oh, that's where you find him at, at me. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I know oh, him. Right. I know like on my page. Yeah, it's like, yeah, been a minute. Two this years and you've been hiding him from us? <laughs> That's what I said to her, too, but I ain't going to say nothing. Because she already knows what I said to her. So. <laughs> All right, she goes back in. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Shay, yeah. you can hear us? You can Speaking hear of black man. Shay, you can hear black man. My husband is calling me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm here now. I'm All right. Here. Uh, so you want to just pick it up where you left off, or do you want to run it back so it'll be like a smooth transition? Yeah, let's say it again. Let's start the new conversation again. Okay. Um, I forgot what I, where we were. Okay. Yeah. So, um, before we take our break, we just got one last topic that I wanted that I want to get into. And so, this one is just uh, who are your guys' modern day uh, black women that you look up to, whether it be in the activist or the creative space? Like, who are your, I guess, quote unquote, role models, uh, and someone that any other black woman can kind of look into and look up to as well. All right. I mean, I'll go first. Um, I would say one of my um, people that I look up to as far as activism is, is Sabrina Fulton. If y'all don't know who she is, she is the mother of the um, late, great Trayvon Martin. As you know, what happened to Trayvon Martin, um, how he was gunned down for no good reason um, by that monster George Zimmerman. But since that happened, that's why you can always find a silver cloud or a silver lining in a gray cloud. She's done amazing work with um, the government and the policies down in Florida 
she is running actually i think she became a um account she's on council some council in florida it, it slips my mind currently what she what um was she her position but she has done amazing work when it comes to gun reform, when it comes to policies and legislation in Florida, and, and just for black people, period. She has done a lot. She goes, she's an activist as far as when it comes to kids and how kids should be um, approached as far as how they should act for cops or just with people, period, because he wasn't killed by a cop. He was killed by a regular man who did the most. And so ever since that happened, she's just, you know, been... Uh, catalyst into a position where she is just a great person because and the reason why I resonate so much with her is because she didn't see her life going in this direction you know what I'm saying she didn't she wasn't a poli sci major she didn't do all these things to be um you know this wasn't where she saw her life going but due to what happened to her son she took up the cause she took up the the um slack where the slack was clearly and it's unfortunate she had to lose a child for this to happen but since that happened she, I guarantee you she's doing the work so that th no other mothers have to feel the pain that she felt losing her child that way so definitely Sabrina Fulton is who I think is a modern day activist who I very much respect and she's a sore but that's, that's besides the point but yeah Sabrina Fulton for me um I can, I'll do one in one so or two in one ooh I like, as far as art goes, Carol Walker. Um, I remember taking, like, my last... I had a couple electives left in school, and I draw. I've always been an artist in that, in that medium, and I took art because why not, right? Like, I could draw, so let's do it. And then my art teacher, like, me and him had a bond. Like, he was my friend. That was my friend in my head, but we really, like, <laughs> used to bond over going to galleries and expos and stuff like that. And he put me on to Carol Walker. And if you guys don't know, her work is amazing. Like, she focuses mainly on, like, you know, slavery, gender inequality, like, everything. I call her an activist as well because she's, like, speaking on everything that's an issue today. And the way that she does it, like, her medium is doing cutouts and silhouettes, which, and, and like, um installations and stuff. It's super dope like I've never experienced like she literally sparked something in me when it came to art um and then as far as like politics and such I would say Angela Rye and AOC because I am a black woman but I am also of Latin um I guess I don't know with ethnicity so I'm an Afro-Latina that's what I refer to as that's what I've been brought up in um, and I'm not ignorant to my culture, so I want to embrace both of that, both of those um, factors. AOC is doing it, one for New York and two for all Latin and Spanish women in the world. She is no joke. She is out here cutting throats, and she's young as all hell. And Angela Rye, she is just bomb. I love her to death. She yeah, is she hilarious. Is. She puts people she in is funny. place. Yo, she's funny. She is hilarious. And you know Rye what? She's so, she's so, like, intelligent. And she's so, like, she has so much knowledge. And she can be with the big of, like, you know, like, the worst of the worst. Commenting and, 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 and. I guess, you know, yeah, just commenting on whatever's going on, but then at the same time, she is so hood and ratchet and relatable, and I love it. Like, Sophista Ratchet, just, as she says. Yeah, like, Sophista Ratchet, like, oh, they say righteous and ratchet. Yeah. Perfect balance. Perfect balance. So, I say that. 
Uh, I'm sorry, if I can just backtrack for a second. If you want to go with creatives, I'm definitely going to give it up to Missy Elliott. Like, my top two artists in life, period, for me, would be Lauren Hill and Missy Elliott. But yes, as far Lauren. as creative goes, Missy Elliott. Because as you know, she's finally getting the respect that she has long so deserved getting that Video Vanguard Award for... If you have ever witnessed a Missy Elliott video... <laughs> Have you have if you've ever listened to a Missy Elliott production? And if you think you have it, let me tell you, you're wrong because you have. If you have ever seen her in like you can't fathom a woman who made being in a black garbage bag popular. She made talk to like spit spit is one of the most disrespectful things on this earth, and she, she made people spit into a man's to, mouth. <laughs> Open your uh. mouth, give you a taste. Like she has done collaborations for with just Missy Elliott, creative. Like you just can't say enough about her, and she is still with her foot on your necks. Oh, good lord! Okay, that's right. it, Missy Elliott. Somebody need to give you a check next. Oh, <laughs> it sounds like you need, to, you need to be. I'm more than happy to cash it. You need to be on our hip hop podcast because, like, literally, almost every oh, episode, I, would, man, I go, I go, I go uh, on rants about how Missy Elliott is is probably, honestly, one of the the best pure artists in the game ever. Like, Please. What yes. can't she do? Like, she dances, she sings, she no writes. Rebuttal. People, she people, no people Excuse don't, man, people don't realize that how many records she wrote for people. It, it, okay, your let's fame. let's stay, let's 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 because you're gonna get me. You're that's my bag, so we're, I, I I can go stop about it, Missy all stop day. Because what you we're don't want to do is go into a music conversation so, with the, me and KG. So we because it'll go for hours. <laughs> Seriously, it'll go for hours. <laughs> we gonna stay focused. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm t- fully focused, man. <laughs> for me to for me to answer that question, I think right now, um, and I focus on the creative side, um, just because you guys haven't mentioned her, but Ava DuVernay. Um, because a, a a she 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 beautifully direct anything that she does is so, so beautifully shot but also she's not afraid to tell the ugly side of the stories like that that scene in Selma of her showing Martin Luther King uh being uh, like cheating you don't see that in any movies about him they try to they they try to gloss over that and just focus on the good but i think that she shows all these people in real, and people from real life shows that they're conflicted just like us, but they were still able to do great things. And I think that her her willingness to tell both sides of every story and, and get deep, get ugly, get beautiful, whatever it needs to be to, to drill home the story that she's telling is powerful in a way that we've we've never seen before consistently. And, and everything that she does has been amazing. And just to hear her, talk about these stories that she's brought to life you see the respect on her face when she talks about them and the reverence she has for these stories that she's telling and the people in them and it's in this powerful yes yes all hail to you for that because baby ava oh my god good answer good answer good answer mm-hmm. good answer <laughs> snap snap <laughs> everybody um, got a chance to answer no burdens no, well, i okay. go I wanted to give one up for the younger generation. Um, first and foremost, I want to start by saying I'm thoroughly satisfied with the young black women that are being looked up to by the younger generation. Uh, example, um, Stormy 
Chloe and Halley's and Daya Coleman, mm-hmm. Yara Shahidi. I think that they are beautiful young women that should be looked up to, that are carrying themselves amazingly um, mm-hmm. through their celebrity. And with that being said, I just wanted to touch on Yara Shahidi briefly because she's doing an amazing job in politics. She has a um, foundation called 18 by 18. She just turned 18 years old last year and rallied, rallied. Um, she, yeah, rallied her generation and people who were born within her year that were just turning 18 with the big election um, of the bullshit president. She was getting a lot of them to vote. And so she started 18 by 18, and it's a platform to encourage her peers to vote for the first time in the upcoming midterm elections. And that I believe she started in uh, 2018 of last year. Uh, it was started. And I think it was a great campaign, not to mention she's also in partnership. Um, well, she has a foundation called Yara's Club. It's in partnership with the Young Women's uh, Leadership Network of New York, which provides online mentorship and it helps with ending po- uh, poverty through education. She's also very well-spoken and she's being looked up to by people who are much older than her. In fact, Michelle Obama wrote her our only first lady wrote her um, recommendation letter for Harvard. So Yara, it will be attending Harvard with, um, what's her name? Good Lord. I forgot the child's name, but anywho, Michelle Obama wrote her recommendation letter. Kamara Lee daughter. Yes. Aoki Lee. There you go. I couldn't remember if it was Ming or Aoki, but so yeah, so she's a Harvard law student. She's there with Sasha Obama, and she's there with Aoki, who will be going this year. I just think it's amazing what this generation of young black women are doing. I am a huge fan of Chloe and Halle. Yes. Um, they're stupidly talented. Yes. But they also carry themselves so beautifully, as yes. well as Zendaya and Storm Reid. I'm just floored by the young black women that are using their platforms to show their generation that there's so much more than ass shaking and skimpy outfits. Marseille Martin too. You can be classy and beautiful. Yes. Yes. Marseille and Marseille is a baby. She just turned 15 yesterday. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous how many Y'all better Cares. not forget this generation Issa. gets to look up to. Well, <laughs> Issa, Issa is not. Issa is older than us. I mean, the babies, the the teenagers. Um, Chloe and Hallie. Chloe just turned twenty one. Hallie's eighteen. Yara's eighteen, going on nineteen. Zendaya, I think, is twenty twenty one. No, I know you're you're talking on the younger generation, but I'm saying like yeah. we forgot to mention Issa before. Well, Sasha also. Well, maybe Sasha speak. wanted. Issa. <laughs> <laughs> My, my but, bad. She's also, but she's also not worried about Issa. So. <laughs> nah, she's not worried about Issa. She's fine. I mean, that's not who she's about to speak on. But yes, Issa's dope. We know that. Nah, Issa is dope. I love her. Um, but the person that I wanted to talk about is Tamika Mowry. Do you guys know her? Yes, Mowry. Yes. She is super lit. She's fine. First of all, she is so lit. And first of all, her son is like 18 years, 18 or 19 years old. And she's like mad young. And 
popping ass mother. But yeah, she was one of the founders of the Women's March on Washington, the recent one we had. Over like 5 million people across the world marched on this day. So she was one of the founders of that. And she just goes super, super hard um, as an activist. Like she had, there's videos of her getting arrested, like sis be in the streets with the people. And I had the pleasure of seeing her speak at, um, um, this conference last year with Lucinda Cross, who's like this big vision board mm -hmm. um, lady. And it was just amazing. Like she is really, um, one of the people who are like hitting the floor on the ground, doing the work, not somebody who's just like a social activist, right? Like somebody just on Twitter. Um, she's Hashtag like really activist. in the street. Yes. She's in the no, street yeah. marching and at the tables, at the meetings. So I just think that she's a person who, who's not like highlighted enough. So yeah, she's she just got we love you. Up. She just got kicked out of the Democratic debate the other day. So yeah, her, her and my son. Her <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she be with my son a lot too. Yes, they rolled up. I love her. I love her. That's it. That's it. All right, That's we're gonna it. get. I mean, we're, we're gonna take anyhow. a brief break. We're gonna come right back after this, and apparently they got a question for me, so we'll be right back after this. Hey, <laughs> let go. Hey guys, it's your girl back easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell, and this is the, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat, where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, so we're back from break, and the ladies have something for me. Uh, apparently, they're still tossing up what is going to be what, squeeze or keeping it 100. I'm ready, born, willing, and able, whatever you want to call it. Hit me with it. All right, so this is going to be our squeeze question. Usually on our podcast, we do like a little, you know, a question to pick your brain or whatever. And because we're not going to concentrate, it's called the squeeze. So I put a little twist on it, squeeze part to mana. Because if you're on Twitter, that little scoop of two mana thing's been happening. But it's getting annoying. But when it, the squeeze question is, do you or do you not like sugar on your grits and or spaghetti? Let us know what you think, Hayes. Oh, I commented on this when y'all posted it. Sugar does not go in pre-made spaghetti sauce. Um, Speak on it. Like, Speak. And, and people people will argue all day like, well, I looked up a recipe and sugar's in it. Yeah, that's if you're making it from scratch and them nuts. Not if you're sitting there pouring out a can of ragu. But none, none, nonetheless, I digress. Um, I do, though, eat sugar and grits. So unless unless it's shrimp and grits. So. Where is the, the uh, cancel button on here? I'm sorry. <laughs> is, there a, is there a cancel button? Cause Hard pass. Cause Are you eating porridge, my guy? Right, though. Is this farina, my nigga? You hey. putting sugar on Listen, grits? don't judge. I don't do sugar, but I do I do syrup. Sugar booger. I know. I said I don't do sugar, but I do maple syrup. I like Shay, maple you, syrup. You know what, Shay? Life, so I will say I agree with just, that. We just let you be yourself. Now you've been different all your life. <laughs> I used to be. No, no, no. Shay, I'll back you up. I used to put sugar on my grits, and then I got to college and found out what cheese grits are. Haven't gone back since. Don't get me mm -hmm. wrong. I love my grits when they're savory. Like, I actually, anytime I do eat grits, it's with shrimp and grits, like Cajun shrimp and grits. So, mm, usually it is savory. so good. But... Um, when I when we were in Delaware and I'll go to the Waffle House, it was just some bland, dry ass grits, and you gotta put something in there. And cheese wasn't it, sis. No, bro. <laughs> what you were supposed to put in there was salt, pepper, and butter. That's and not cheese. enough. 
It's not. And it's more and, than and enough. And you know what? Don't I don't mind it like that eggs Into it. I don't mind it like that either. Like I can do both. I don't mind I, either. I refuse. The spaghetti though. Refuse. Mm. On both. Refuse. This is this is what I think. Spaghetti. I have had it with people who do make it with sugar. No. I don't. I didn't. I'm not gonna say it was nasty, but when I make it personally, I do not add sugar. My spaghetti needs to be all the way seasoned and savory. Let me explain something to you. Sugar don't go in grits. Sugar don't go in, what is the other thing? Spaghetti. Spaghetti sauce. Sugar doesn't go on top of watermelons. What? Chocolate. <laughs> Lots yeah, of people. Nasty. Mint put, chocolate chip should nah, not be a thing. On, um, pineapples don't belong on pizza. Well, wait, shit? wait, wait, Brandy. You're going a little bit on the deep end What's there. The I'm telling you what it is. Anywho. I think we all can agree sugar don't go on spaghetti, and if you do that, your teeth are going to rot out your face. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last question for the day. Y'all ready for the last question before so we can go home? Y'all ready for this? You are now rocking with socially unacceptable. Socially unacceptable. You are now rocking with socially Unacceptable, social needs. Unacceptable. Uh, that was hard. That was kind of dope. That was hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with you, man. We say the same thing. We've been saying it for 10 years. <laughs> All right. So the last question uh, is, does society vilify women for having sexual freedom? Why are women categorized as thoughts? or hoes for having sex with whoever they want while men are looked at as being normal when they do so. I know y'all finna go. I already know this is gonna be like another 20 minutes. I would just say because society is immature as fuck. I'm gonna play devil's advocate though. <laughs> oh Because Lord. we getting looked at as thoughts because bitches is at motherfucking topless pool parties letting people stick cucumbers in their vaginas. Oh yeah, that's And first off, <laughs> cucumbers turned into pickles. I was looking at them like, y'all need to start. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sour, sour. Get your pH to write. <laughs> but I think it's that one, because we allow it. Um, women... You know, we're quick to tear down women just as fast as a man is tearing down a woman. So I think that's one of the reasons. One, we allow it. And two, it's just, you know, it's double standards. Men mm-hmm. can sleep with a thousand women and it's like, oh, he's the man. Woman sleep with five men. She's a slut. She's a hoe. She's a freak. Got a different guy every day of the week. Like, and it's not the fact. And that's not facts. But yet a woman tries to be liberating and, you know, I, it's my body. She's still going to be a hoe no matter what she does. So I think those are one reasons because women also share some of those views and also too it's just you know that's how society was built not saying it's right but that's what it is i remember our freshman year having a conversation with a good friend of ours who Mm -hmm. was like i don't want to say his name vino (laughs) young jeff money um we were having having a conversation our freshman year about um, i'll never forget this i'll never forget this because it's stuck in my head for the longest he was like yeah like you could be real calm and you can have like a different dude every month like we're in school so like you know this month you're with this guy doesn't work out you go to the next guy he's like but at the end of the day after the 12th month you've been with 12 different niggas that's mad bodies and like i thought about that and i'm like well 
you just said it was okay to like deal with somebody every month. Like I, you're not working for me, so I'm gonna go to somebody else. And a month is a whole thirty days. It's a whole four weeks. And it's like, and he was straight like that's twelve bodies in one year. And I'm like, so twelve bodies in one year for a woman is not okay. But three bodies in a day is cool for guys. Right. Or a thousand and six months. Uh, Mr. Young Crip himself. Oh, Blueface. Blueface dead said in six months he's with a thousand women. Like, you can't tell me he don't got nothing. That's a thousand, a thousand people. One, zero, zero, zero. We've got all these, for the first time in forever, we've got tons of female rappers that are mainstream and a huge icon like Jermaine Dupree straight said, y'all don't do nothing but make stripper music. Y'all are strappers, stripper rappers. rappers. And it's like, I mean, this is what sells. Like, if you really think about it, this is what sells. Like, everybody wants to hear about the liberating, I'm going to do with my, with my body what I want. And because... I'm freely talking about this is what I do with mine. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a thought. And, and let me tell you, this is coming from somebody who was called the slut in a hole in like elementary school. Like, <gasps> oh for no reason. Because people are stupid. That's what they do in school. They're just mean as hell. She and curly hair. And curly hair girls was giving it up. And she like, <laughs> JK. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's something that like even guys, like I remember women, like older women would say, well, you, I remember they would they called like, you they, fast. They yeah, they would say stuff like mm. that. And the crazy thing is, is that like I probably was the last person to lose uh, to do anything sexual, right? And it was like late in high school. So for people like it's that whole sh- I didn't turn around and was like, oh, let me go make a slut parade. Like that shit don't make no sense. You're furthering the narrative. So everything you over here upset about people making you feel this type of way, like that's stupid. I think that. Society normalizes um, that having, you know, inferiority amongst women. They want to divide, you know, the genders and all that. I think it's a lot bigger than what we like to think it is. I think that the hip-hop world, and this is coming from a hip-hop slash rap head, like, the, the music is degrading. Yeah, I know everything word for word. That don't make that shit right, though. Like, and it's just, you know, people, people just got to get... They, they, people just have to do better because we we know better. Thoughts are being thoughts, and that's fine. People are just people are gonna do what they want. I think women aren't allowed to express their um, sexual freedom because they get looked at a certain way. But then you turn around, and all the hoes from high school are the ones that are married with families. So because well, baby tennis. Nah, guess what? I'd rather females like be the ones to control the narrative mm-hmm. rather than men. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let me tell you what I'm doing. Let me tell you how I want to express myself or whatever the case is rather than a guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're the ones who tell them, we doing this, we doing that, and just degrade us. It's like, nah, I'm going to speak my truth and say my shit. Like, mm-hmm. nah, I don't mean But no then leader. again, why? Why do we even have to sit here and explain ourselves to anybody? Fuck it's everybody about, it's, opinion. Nah, it's not about explaining ourselves. It's gonna get talked about regardless if we do it or not. Mm-hmm. So why not have a seat? Why not be the ones to talk about it? You know what I'm saying? Like you cannot talk. Like you guys are saying, a guy cannot talk about a female experience, and that's what they be doing. They be right, but that's, talking about. Go ahead. It goes further to show that it doesn't matter what we say; they're still gonna feel how they feel and say what they say. So why even sit here and beat a dead horse? You know what I'm saying? Like that's like saying I don't have to explain myself to anybody because you're still gonna believe whatever the hell you want. So I'm wasting my breath. Mm, I don't know. 
That's why I'm all the way I here mean, for all of the women who decided to embrace their sexuality and do whatever the fuck they want and make ratchet ass music that all of us love and enjoy because the niggas was making ratchet ass music talking shit about us. Matter of fact, hey, <laughs> drop that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I think it's how guys or people view you because we you wouldn't talk about Meg Thee Stallion the way you talk about Amber Rose, or you wouldn't talk about Trina the way you talk about uh, Black China, Black China, like. Like you just wouldn't. It's just also how because like Trina literally had a song called "Look Back at It" where she goes into yeah, if you want it, you could get it. If you with it, you could hit it. Like she, that was the first time. Smack that smack was the first time attic. I heard a song ever talking like that, and I was just like, <gasps> like has no. everybody we got a chance to answer? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, what you haze. You didn't answer. What? I want to hear your opinion about the situation. I mean, yeah. Because I think the truth I, of the matter is, you live in society like we do. I mean, true. I think I think it is. It's a. I think it, for so long, like we we guilted women when they talked about or expressed sexual freedom as a way to still control them. I think that that's honestly what mm. it was. Is that um, if you can control the sexual passion of a woman, in a way you can control her. What was it? Women at first were you were made to look at you only have sex to procreate. You only have sex to produce and give a man a baby. Then it grew from there. Then to say you have sex to please your man or your husband, the one that you're with. Everything about it was to serve the the man. That's why, too, like, if you think about it, when uh, if, if a man has sex with two women, what is it? It's it's a threesome. If a woman has sex with two men, it's a train. train. Because it's looked, at, it's, looked, it's, looked at, it's looked at as a woman pleasing two men instead of two men, men pleasing a woman. It's not a train. It's, it's still a threesome. And I think that when you think and break down that psychology, it's really all about trying to control um the sexual energy of women and and focus it in on it just being to please the man and get them to get very little pleasure out of it themselves and that's why i think it, it all boils back down to that agreed agreed good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, that's it sucks man we got it hard <laughs> that's what he said <laughs> we got nice. it hard but you know what at the end of the day I would not trade yeah I love being a woman like, I love being a woman and I love being a black woman I at the end of the day that's a fact it's you know I mean? a woman of color like that we're lit everybody wants to be us what okay. we're lit okay. everyone want to be a black woman lit. talk about how okay. lit we are ask them Kardashian everybody. it's just that they freaking every oh woman in the world wants to be like the black they woman they want our features they want they our men they, they want to be us but they don't want to be they us they girl but you're not us you want our slang you want our <laughs> when white women are coming up with hundred dollar bonnets come on now come on okay. like, come on sign no that so is lit. crazy I saw that and I literally and you know what I just want black women and black men and just people in general to just respect our shit because we are the shit like we, we are. are it put some respect you know on my name put respect uh. on our shit because we are the, the fucking alphas and the omegas hey, like, hey, hey the original kings <laughs> well, with <laughs> that being go. said let's go ahead give them your social media so everyone can follow you because it's time <laughs> for Hayes and Ruby <laughs> all right Amen. so um well you can follow the podcast at not from concentrate podcast um at not from concentrate podcast you can follow me kg at miss finesse 247 on twitter and on ig and you can hit me up on youtube at all day finesse no spaces 
You can find um, me at <laughs> Shay, S-H-A-Y, four underscores, Marie, M-A-R-I-E. Thank you, Hayes, for having us on. I had so much and that's, fun. That's actually four underscores, not the number four and one underscore. <laughs> right. Underscore, underscore, underscore. Four what underscore. No, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and with that being that. said, my name is Heidelberg, and you can find me at Heidelberg, H-Y-D-L-E-B-U-R-G. Yes. So, um, hey guys, it's Sasha Lee. So my Instagram is truly natural, T-R-U underscore L, no, I lied, T-R-U-L-E-E underscore natural. So follow me on behalf, do on behalf of the Not From Concentrate podcast. So we just want to yes. thank you this was so for much fun. having us. Yes. It's been a pleasure. It's good to to finally meet you. I'd be like, we're looking at your photo and saying thank you at the same time. She's looking at your photo. <laughs> we're looking at your photo. At the same time. Um, thank you. When are we coming back? I think, I think you've got to do it the other way around. i got to come on y'all Are podcast, you coming to visit man. us? Yeah. Oh, you can yes. come wherever you want. It's mandatory. <laughs> whoa, whoa. That, that'll get you in trouble. You'll be at Oh, Jesus. Uh, you guys, <laughs> they know where they can follow me. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow The Awakened Soul at Awakened Soul Pod. And then lastly, go and follow The Breaks Media and go to thebreaksmedianetwork.com where you can find this podcast as well as all the lovely black and beautiful ass podcasts as part of the network. Peace. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Back home smoking legal. I got more slaps than the Beatles. Foreign shit running on diesel, dog. Playing with my name, that shit is lethal, dog. Who you say what? Don Corleone. Trust me, at the top it isn't lonely. Everybody acting like they know me, dog. Don't just say it down, you gotta show me. What you gotta do? Bring the clip back empty. Yeah, asked to see the ball, so they sent me, dawg I just broke off with a 10-piece, dawg There ain't nothing, I'm just being friendly, dawg It's just a little 10-piece for it Just to blow it in the mall Doesn't mean that we involved I just what? I just uh, put a Richard on the card I ain't go playing ball But I'll show you how the fuck you gotta do it If you really wanna fall Till you fall when you're back against the wall And a bunch of niggas need you to go away Still going bad on them anyway Saw you last night, but did it all day. Yeah, a lot of murk coming in a hallway. Got a sticky and I keep it at my dog place. Girl, I left your love.